Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a podcast by Driver Reach in partnership with Freightways. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder of Driver Reach, a modern software solution at the intersection of recruiting and compliance. With over 20 years in the trucking industry, both on the carrier side as well as the vendor side, I bring a wealth of expertise around all things recruiting, retention, and compliance. And in this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insight to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, from recruitment and retention to the realm of regulatory compliance. Your positive feedback keeps us motivated, so don't forget to rate and review Taking the High Road on your preferred platform. Now, this week, I'm thrilled to be joined by a great industry friend and fellow compliance nerd, Stacy Gibson, Personnel Operations Manager at TLC Companies. Great to finally have you on the show, Stacy. Yes, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, now, TLC Companies uh, is the country's largest transportation professional uh, employer organization, or PEO. And uh, I know with almost a decade of experience in the transportation space and over 20 years in the safety and risk and HR space, you've got a ton of expertise and you're extremely passionate. So I'm excited to, to dive into your journey, your experiences in the industry. We can talk about the importance of mitigating risk through properly vetting and hiring drivers, ensuring compliant DQ files. Uh, I'd like to talk about your passion for women in trucking. I assume you'll be in Dallas for this year's Accelerate Conference. Absolutely. And then, uh, and then last, I'd like to uh, make sure we leave some room for a question from a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. It's a lot to unpack. Does that work for you? Absolutely. Sweet. Well, before we uh, even dive in, I am curious. This is a custom. You know, uh, if you have any book recommendations for the audience, something that might have been influential or impactful to you. Yeah. So uh, actually currently reading one, it's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um, reading it with a couple of friends um, over at Sales Chatter Live. I do a plug for them and their podcast. Um, so very interesting. Um, yeah, a, a lot of reflection uh, coming out of that book. Uh, certainly having to reread some things over to digest it all. But I would definitely uh, recommend anybody picking that book up and uh, taking a look at that. The Power of Now. Thank you for sharing that. Um, there's, I've been reading a lot of books also that are sort of reflective and it's good for you, right? It's good for mm -hmm. your soul. Um, so, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Now let's talk about your journey. You know, what, what got you into the trucking industry? How, you know, what, how did that evolve? Sure. Um, so prior to coming to TLC, um, certainly had, had touched on pieces in the trucking industry, uh, working with, uh, companies that handled, um, really some of the, I'll say the health side. So those physicals, right? The med card fit and physicals, um, the drug screening, um, and just overall um, health aspects, um, along with some management of, of some types of driver pools. Uh, but my deep dive happened uh, once I started with TLC, um, kind of thrown into the deep end of the pool, so to say. So, uh, but uh, have just fallen in love with the industry and, and to your point, have just been, become an absolute uh, compliance nerd. <laughs> well, that's, Which that's I'm what I okay love talking with. to you. Yeah, that's, that's why I like talking to you, because I know we can geek out on some of this stuff and it's just fun. And especially when you know, like, ah, people, like, we can help. Like, I know there's things that we can do to help. Like, there's things that maybe they don't know or they just they just aren't have the right tools to any. Oh, it's so frustrating. Exactly. So for those uh, in the audience that uh, aren't familiar with, with a PEO, could you maybe explain what TLC Companies does for sure. your customers? Sure. Yep. So PEO, as you said earlier, uh, it stands for Professional Employer Organization. 
So um, we come on as the administrative employer um, along with a company um, for TLC. Again, that's mostly motor carriers. That's the industry that we service specifically and have since 1985. Um, so we assist with the driver screening and compliance, a lot of HR aspects, payroll, payroll taxes, benefits, all that back-end admin stuff that you know you need to do and you have to have, but nobody likes to do it. So a lot of times it kind of gets you know pushed to the end of the priority list until something happens that it's that kind of oh crap moment <laughs> so we're here to help avoid those moments <laughs> well and i think there's probably a lot of benefits from uh, economies of scale and expertise right this is this is exactly what you do and the reality is a lot of a lot of trucking companies they're probably really good at you know maybe they have got relationships and buying trucks so they or they have some really good lanes and some good customers but nobody's few of them are really good at everything. And some of those things, when it comes to compliance and, you know, properly managing, hiring, qualifying drivers and those sorts of things, that's an area of expertise for you that you can probably um, mitigate a significant amount of risk for for some of your customers that it, them trying to do it on their own um, exists. So yes, absolutely. Well, um, while most companies have struggled, I'd say the, at least the past year or so, with the freight recession, you've actually experienced growth. Uh, so maybe at TLC, can you share, you know, how, or maybe even better yet, why that is? Sure. Um, I I think just, you know, cut what we've just spoken about, right? Um, companies are realizing, you know, there's a lot to do, right? There's a lot you have to keep up with, a lot you have to manage. And all of that back-end stuff, it's just as important as finding that freight dispatching drivers, you know, getting everything where it needs to go. But, you know, when you're when you're a small to midnight mid-sized carrier, you don't necessarily have, you know, the internal office headcount to handle it all and manage it all properly. You know, you have everybody in the office is wearing multiple hats. Well, again, that becomes a problem because you you can't prioritize everything, right? Um, so I think companies are realizing that and and understanding they do need help and if they want to grow their business you know that's that's what they're going to have to do and we can do that really at a fraction of the cost of of what it would cost them to hire you know five six seven more people in their office you know we can do the work of that many people um so uh yeah i think i think a lot of them are realizing that and i think you know I'll, in most part you know some of the specific um areas we service within the trucking industry, um, just words getting out, right? Words getting out that, hey, we use these guys and they're awesome and you should too. <laughs> so that's certainly been beneficial for us as well. Well, and hopefully uh, those of you who are watching the show, uh, this this might also spur some additional, could you share with, just for the audience sake, what's sort of the ideal client size, customer size, carrier size for you, where do you can really provide the most value? Yeah. So, I mean, our client size goes from anywhere from one driver to 600 plus. Um, but I think, yeah, where we are most beneficial is in that 30 to 60 headcount is where um, we really can step in and really help those companies grow um, again by taking on all that administrative work and just being there as a resource for them to make sure they're compliant, not only in DOT, but, you know, on pay on the payroll side you know, and, and other issues as well. So 
So, well, given your deep involvement and passion for the industry, you know, are there any innovative approaches or maybe some emerging trends that you foresee shaping the, the industry's future, uh, particularly in terms of driver well-being or uh, recruitment strategies? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think anybody and everybody in the industry knows that, you know, driver health is not great overall, right? It's a tough industry to work in uh, for these uh, men and women, you know, especially over the road drivers, you know, you're not you're not in a place where you can plan meals or prep meals, you know, and, and your choices out there on the road are not the greatest, right? Um, and so I think, you know, a big part of retention, a lot of people, when they think of that, I feel like they think of, oh, I'm, I'm having to, well, on recruiting and retention, I'm having to recruit because drivers are looking elsewhere. But a lot of drivers, you know, we have to look at retention at what about the drivers that are exiting the industry because they're being forced to because they can't get their med card? You know, they can't pass that physical. Um, I think the stat last that I saw was five, five to 10 percent of the driver population is lost every year because a driver cannot pass that physical. Um, so it's, you know, what are we doing as an industry to help? You know, are we just saying, oh, man, that sucks. You know, good luck. Let us know. You know, once you get everything worked out, you know, um, are we are we actually coming to them with solutions and supporting those solutions and, you know, and helping them along that way? Um, there are several people out there. I know Dr. Mark Manera is out there. You know, he's he's rallying around uh, Bob Perry, good buddy of mine. You know, he's, you know, such such a passion for driver's health. And then Hope Zamora, you know, the mother trucker yoga. Um, these are folks that are out there that understand the industry. They understand that the solutions that need to be available, they're not traditional, right? They're not traditional to what you and I can go. You know, you and I can say, oh, yeah, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to the gym at three o'clock. We can do that. The drivers can't do that. That's not an option for them. So we need to work with them to help them. And when you show a driver that you care about their health like that, you know, it's just all the other good things fall into place, right? <laughs> they're going to be able to stay drivers longer. They're going to stay with you longer and keep that retention. So, yeah, I love it. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Mark Maneri, you mentioned Bob Perry, both have been uh, guests on the show. Uh, I love them both as well. I have not had uh, Mother Trucker, uh, Mother Trucker's Yoga on the show, but I would love that. And I agree with you, like gravy is not a vegetable, right? right. We have to be, we have to be so much more intentional. <laughs> When we, and yeah. as a driver, especially if you're, if you're gone all week long or longer, you have to be so intentional, uh, and, yeah. and prepare for the road to eat the things that you need to eat. And, yeah. um, I'm a big uh, proponent of the importance of, of what you eat, what you put into your body. And, and they just don't have that luxury without being super intentional, but they need help and they need right. support. And so, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good, good point, especially when I know what is the, I think I read something recently where the average age, um, you know, of a, of a driver, their death, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Longevity basically is like in the sixties. It's awful. That's just awful. That's just not supposed to be like that. So anyway, I really appreciate your, your, your passion there. You're also, um, active in, in women in trucking as a a member. How has your involvement, uh, influenced your approach to leadership and, and advocacy 
within the industry being a member of Women in Trucking? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been a member going on, I think it's four years now, four or five years. Um, you know, we, we lost a year with COVID. So I, <laughs> I, I lose track sometimes, but, um, yeah, I've been a huge proponent, uh, and supporter of that organization. You know, Ellen Voya did an amazing job creating this organization and building it. Um, they do so much for, for women in trucking. Um, and, and when we say that, you know, what we want, and I say we, I'm, I am only a member. I'm not any uh, type of representative for the organization. But, um, you know, what I've seen in, in the events that I've attended and webinars and any, you know, conversations I've had with Ellen is, you know, it's, it's not just about getting in a truck, right? You know, there are a million components that go into trucking. Um, and a million different roles that, you know, women can come into trucking to, to be in this industry and, and make a difference in this industry. So, um, I'm just trying to do my small part to help promote that and help encourage women to, to look at an industry, you know, that they maybe would have never considered before. I didn't, you know, if, if someone had asked me, you know, 15 years ago, Hey, are you, would you be interested in working in trucking? I'd say, well, no, you know, I never, never really thought about it. Um, but, you know, now that I've been in it, I, I can't imagine doing anything else or being in any other industry. Um, and so I think, you know, women in trucking does a phenomenal job of promoting that, pr promoting women um, within the industry and just educating, you know, educating men and women um, on, on what's out there, um, and, and all the opportunity that's out there. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. S same here. I've been a member for a really long time, uh, personally and previous company and, and, and through to driver reach. And I, I agree. I think it's really important. And, you know, as you mentioned, you couldn't imagine doing something else. You know, I would imagine for that you would say, cause I know you enough to know, and we, um, have been in the industry long enough that how important it is from a relationship standpoint, you, you build relationships that last a light, lifetime. Your network is really strong. The thought of going somewhere else is not even, why would I do that? But but you didn't know that until you got into it. And once you did, you realized, wow, this is pretty pretty awesome. And and uh, I know with women being such a small percent compared to the to men in the industry, growing but still fractional, um, I, I do think it's important the more women you get, it's not just because because it's numbers to offset a, a shortage of drivers that you need. But I think it helps improve the image of the industry significantly the more rounded the industry is in terms of uh, demographics. So from that perspective, uh, I, I think that's a, another big deal. Now, from a, from a technology standpoint, it does, you know, we, we talked about the importance of compliance, the importance of uh, vetting drivers, and, and you're ultimately managing a lot of that for your customers uh, is it a is it tlc's sort of proprietary solution that you use is a lot of manual work or combination how does that how does that work yes we we do have a proprietary solution uh that we utilize um but then obviously you know we're partnered with a lot of uh companies within the industry as vendors uh to help us um obtain reports and information and data so that, you know, we can make sure that our clients are getting the best possible view of a driver 
um, and their history and activity and behavior uh, so that they can make, you know, the most educated decision, right, uh, to make sure that they are hiring, you know, what we hope to be, you know, a safe driver um, and and good employee and one that they're going to be able to retain, right? Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's there's a lot to it, as you well know, um, and 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 so many moving parts. You know, I think we're probably going to have a lot of puns during this <laughs> next next several minutes, but a lot of moving parts um, within that process. But you know, it's so important, and I know I. I well, I'll say I don't know of anyone in the industry who has not heard the term nuclear verdict yet. And if you have not, then I'd come out from under the rock. Come join us, you know, <laughs> come join the class because, you know, it's something that is at the top of all of our minds always, right? When we're talking about qualifying drivers, um, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, right? Anything can happen at any moment, regardless. Um, but you can certainly just by data and statistics somewhat predict the future. And so, you know, to try to help avoid these nuclear verdicts uh, or being a part of one, you know, that's really what you have to do. We can't, we can't be so lax anymore to just say, ah, he's good enough. She's good enough. Right. Um, even if we are just in one of those tight binds, it's like, I've got empty seats. I got to get them filled. I've got freight to move. Um, I understand, right? I understand. And I tell our clients, you know, I need your seats filled too, because that's how I get paid. <laughs> so it behooves both of us to get your seats filled. But let's fill them with the right person so that once we do fill that seat, it's going to stay filled for a long time, that we're not actually coming back and having this conversation a month from now because you know, you got one or two good runs out of that person, either before they just said, yeah, grass is greener over here, maybe they think, or God forbid something happens, right? So, um, so yeah, just so important to be, to be diligent right now in, in how we're looking at that information. Well, that, that's that statement, the grass is greener. I, I read something recently, the grass is greener where you water it. Right? Mm -hmm. And so when you invest your time and energy, and so that's where the grass is greener. So I like that quote as a, as a comeback to anybody who said, you know, this is the, you know, the grass is greener. Um, exactly. You mentioned nuclear verdicts and, and just to touch on that real quick. I know, you know, as a, as a, as a former member of ATRI's research advisory committee, I was part of the, at the time when they actually put together the report on nuclear verdicts and settlements. And it's, it's great, uh, chock full of really good data and, and uh, and slides and, and data points. And so one of the things that really stands out is that there are two reasons that, you know, can lead to nuclear verdicts or settlements. And that's generally, it's either compliance, if this is driver qualification file compliance issue, you're going to lose about a hundred percent of the time. Right. right. <laughs> so, but, and that's something that that's in your control. And then the other, the other is behavior driver behavior yeah. on the road, things like that, that can also lead to those sorts of settlements or, or verdicts. And my yeah. point is, while you certainly have limited control on the behavior, um, you can you can impact that you know behavior to some extent through the hiring process and ongoing training, management, coaching process. But what you have 100% control over is the, the quality and the thoroughness 
uh, and completeness of your driver qualification files. Yet, that is such a wide open area where, as, as I see so many different companies, I'm like, you, it, it's right there. I mean, you can fix these <laughs> things. You're you're exposed. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's low so, yeah. hanging. <laughs> Very comparatively speaking, yeah, absolutely. And I think better safety and compliance really starts with the driver qualification file. So, yeah. Um, and I, so, you know, it's probably uh, time to jump into the deeper dive question before I've got to let you go. But, you know, this is a question that was submitted from a listener. Um, the question is with the economy's downturn, we're focusing more on retention versus recruiting. Do you have any suggestions for how we can best retain our best drivers? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I have to go back and say, you know, make, make the driver's health a part of your safety program, right? Um, when you show an interest in the driver, um, and, and their health and well-being, just, you know, that's, that's going to totally change the relationship, right? Um, no different than, you know, your friends and family, you know, you're always asking, how are you doing? How are you feeling? If you know that they've been ill, you check in on them. Um, you know, it's, you know, how can I help? Do you need anything? You know, that kind of constant communication and, and openness with, with drivers, I think is huge. Um, again, you know, they're, they're doing a pretty isolated job, right? So they don't have somebody sitting next to them in an office. Or for so many of us now who are working remote, we don't necessarily have that coworker right next to us, but we have teams, we have Zoom, you know, we have all these methods that we can quickly get in front of someone. Um, but again, our drivers, they're driving. They can't have, they can't be on a Zoom call right. <laughs> while yeah. they're driving. So, you know, I, from personally, I think that's huge. I think, you know, the rewards that you're going to, to reap from that, um, you know, you're going to see that ROI because you're going to get the retention, right? I mean, recruiting, what is it? Um, I think the average cost to recruit is what around 35 to $5,500 on average. Yeah, I mean, least, think if yeah. you just took half of that money, you know, half of that to retain a driver, you know, to just put something in place or whenever they're in a terminal, have a, you know, bag of healthy snacks or something, you know, some bottled water, things like that, that they can do. Um, have a buddy system, you know, have someone in the office that can be that buddy system or if someone in the office is kind of going through their own health journey that's similar to a driver, right? Um, have have that uh, that kind of buddy system set up in place so they can hold each other accountable, right? Um, drivers love competition. I think they're very competitive. So, you know, anytime you can have some type of competition, obviously where there's some rewards uh, in play, I think are always great, uh, great solutions to help with that. Some really good suggestions and going back to the uh, to the health and wellness. Invest in your people is, I think, kind of the point that you're getting at there. Uh, thank you so yeah. much for joining us, Stacey. I really appreciate your time. Uh, certainly appreciate the relationship that we have and your your passion for the industry. It means a lot. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you could submit any question or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.